0: CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The Real Dirt with Chip Baker is a podcast series featuring the cannabis industry's expert pioneer growers, venture capitalists, lawyers, and dispensary owners rolling joints and dropping knowledge. About cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you the real dirt with Chip Baker.
1: Hey, this is The Real Dirt, and on today's Dirt, I have the pleasure of smoking out and hanging out with my friend Jeff from Natural Remedies. How's it going? It's going awesome, Jeff. So stoked to have you on the show today. Thank you. For one, you always show up with a big sack of weed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know,
1: you want to have a good time, you know. Got to roll it up. It doesn't hurt to show up with a nice bag of weed. No doubt. I mean, how many parties have been ruined by a nice sack of weed? None. (laughs) Never, <laughs> never. Yeah, it might have it might have slowed some parties down, maybe. But exactly, man.
2: Sometimes you'll get a few. If, if you're at the wrong party, you might get a funny look here and there. But then you know you'll find out who the cool people are real quick.
1: And have you ever been to a concert or a show and you fire it up and people walk away?
2: <sighs> you know. <laughs>
1: I've actually been to Sector 9 shows like this. Really? Totally. Like in other states. People where, just
2: like, scatter.
3: Well, well, the cops are coming. You're smoking weed. I Usually,
2: I, I sometimes, you know, the worst things I'll get is I'll get the people from three or four rows away sniffing it out. And next thing you know, they're sitting next to you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey, What about that look you get from across the aisle, like three or four people down? The guy's <laughs> like, oh, I wish I was sitting next to him. I wish I was sitting next to him.
2: <laughs> you know, I was at a concert at Red Rocks about, about a month ago, uh, seeing the Disco Biscuits, and uh, one of my buddies was looking for me, and he said, Jeff, I could smell you three
1: rows away. I Couldn't find you. Couldn't find you. <laughs> he
2: goes, I could smell you, and I knew right where you were, though.
1: <laughs> uh, this is true, man. You have a longstanding history and reputation of having the super dank weed, Jeff.
2: Yeah, you know, I... It's something I guess I personally I've always been kind of oblivious to it. It's just uh,
1: <laughs> naturally comes to you. It
2: just yeah, you know I don't.
1: So many people try so hard. Some can't make it.
2: So many people try so hard. So many people tooth their own horn. So many people are they're just too caught up in trying to be the best or having the best, uh, and they want to put that image out and they. They really – they want you to know it. They want you to believe it. They want you to agree with it. I got the
1: magic. I got the best shit. I got the magic. Yeah, you know,
2: my thing is I don't like having the best weed. I just like smoking the best weed I can smoke.
1: Agreed, bro. And – If you got the best – give me a call over the show. We'll have a smoke out on it and you can tell me why it's the best.
2: I might show up too. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I always like uh, seeing whatever strain it may be uh, just grown to its fullest potential uh, just to see the best uh, true expressions of that plant, of that flower. And in order to achieve that, um, I feel like, you know, no corners can be cut and, I got to do whatever is necessary, uh, whether it be uh, through the growing process, or equally as important, the drying and curing process. The most important. Yeah, you know it totally is. You know it's something that's just so overlooked. But uh, you know you can spend so many
1: huge, awesome-looking rooms just get ruined in two or three days after they cut it down.
2: You know this is how this is what I tell everybody. You're going to spend four months growing that plant. And when you cut that clone, root that clone up, veg it out, flower it. Yeah, man. And you spend four months on that plant, you know, why would you mess that up in two or three days. In two or three days. It's mm-hmm. just Yeah. And you know, and out here in Colorado, it's such a dry climate. It it, it can be difficult for a lot of people, you know. It's just so dry, you know, it it can dry your product out so fast. And, you know, we all know what um, drying too fast does. It it makes harsh smoke, doesn't taste near as good. Uh, it's just not as enjoyable
1: to smoke, you know. But it evaporates those terpenes, man.
2: It, it evaporates really those terpenes. Yeah. So, you know, dry and cure your weed properly. Stretch it out. Don't ever rush it. And, uh Yeah.
1: There we go. Hey, that's a good enough show for us. You said all the secrets are growing come Just <laughs> so, hey, here we are. That was a real dirt with Chip Baker. <laughs> but it's true. It really is true. It's it's those last final moments that make it the best. Absolutely. Right. Everybody has their technique and their reason for doing it. Here, it's predominantly green trimmed, and that that's one of the hard parts about uh, the curing. Yeah, so dry that it's green trimmed and it's done because of economic reasons. It's significantly cheaper. Yep. Right. To trim it green trim. Yep. Right.
2: You know, one thing I can say uh, right now, I'm the uh, lead cultivator for natural remedies here in Denver. That was one of the things that I really, really wanted the whole company to, to uh, hone in on is, you know, the best drying and curing technique possible. And, uh, you know, they did a great job before. But, you know, once I was able to get there and uh, we made a lot of changes and uh, even on a commercial level, it's taken us a lot of trial and error, but we're getting it. We're getting it. You know, you smoked some product recently and, you know, one oh, yeah. of the compliment, first biggest compliments you gave me was how well it was dried and cured, you know, and that is a team effort as well. You know, I take care of the garden. I run the garden crew, the garden staff. Uh, I make sure the plants are great. But we have another department, you know, that takes care of the drying and curing along with a little bit of my help. And uh, they've just been doing an excellent job. And it's not
1: just growing the wheat. It's processing.
2: Processing.
1: Yep. Right. Bad handling, bad drying techniques, so many potential problems along the way. Yep. All right. So we've we've kind of started from the backside. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, hey, let's, let's 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 just do it right, man. Who what when? Who are you? Grew up in Kansas. Kansas boy. Kansas boy. This is not an esoteric question, but it can be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it's it's funny, you know, where I
2: grew up. So I'm almost 38 years old. So, you know, a lot of my prime smoking years uh, you know, when I started out back in the 90s. And back there it was just really impossible to get good quality herb. Uh, and if you could, you were going to pay $20 a gram and you're getting a deal where I was, it was 30. <laughs> well, ours were 20. What? <laughs> so maybe it did equate to 30 yeah, a gram, was, but, uh,
1: it was, it was $30 a point eight when I was in college. Wow. Good quality weed. Was it local indoor
2: or was it coming out from Cali?
1: At the time, it was mostly coming out for Cali, but when there was local weed, it was definitely still $30 a gram. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. And
1: wet wet when it was local.
2: Sure, sure. You know, ever since I bought my first High Times magazine back in high school, I knew I wanted to grow weed.
1: (laughs) Um, What was the first issue? Do you remember?
2: It was a um, Punks, Pot and Punks issue. It had a the cover was a was a uh, was a guy with a mohawk of nugs on the cover. <laughs> so right. I'll
1: have to search that one out. Yeah,
2: man. yeah, and actually, I've been able to find the cover just doing a Google image search, you know.
1: But uh, I've got them all, man. I've collected all the ones from the eighties and nineties. Nice, all of them. I've got them all.
2: So my guess is it's probably a ninety-six issue. Would be my guess. Mm, totally. And uh, I bought that issue, and I saw a picture of of a guy wearing an alien mask and he was posing in front of... Uh, Dude, that was totally me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, in front of some Rockwool cubes with some
1: single spear colas. Oh, that was the dream back then, right? See, oh. Greens, yeah, Rockwool. plug and drain, hydro. You know, all I could think was freeweed. <laughs> I never
2: thought about the labor free or the cost weed. put into it or anything free like weed. that. All I thought to free myself weed. was freeweed.
1: Freeweed. Freeweed, got it. Totally. So fast forward
2: a couple years later,
1: you I started paying way more to grow the weed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, bought my setup, and, you know, because it's the only way I, you know, I knew I could get good quality herb and be able to afford it. Because like I said, you know, just couldn't afford, you know, smoking at the rate that I wanted to smoke at $20 a gram, Absolutely, especially being a broke college student and whatnot. So um, we found the right location. Uh, I put up a light, and uh, the rest is history. I moved out here in 2005 to Colorado, doing my thing. Somewhere along the line, created the Golden Goat. So if any of you all ever smoked the Golden Goat, that was one of my first, uh, I wouldn't call it breeding project, because I didn't really create a breed, but I did make seeds.
1: Yeah, right. You found it.
2: You found and uh, I made a cross. Um, and I found that special plant and, uh, you know, and I shared that with quite a few growers over the years and, uh, it's made its way around the world from my understanding.
1: Oh, it has, man. I've seen it everywhere throughout California, Colorado. I see it in dispensaries everywhere here. It's in Amsterdam. Right? People write about it. I see it on the internet all the time.
0: Yeah. It's,
1: it's amazing. Like, why do you think that, that cannabis, that weed has has become so popular?
2: I feel for, uh, multiple reasons. First of all, it's, uh, growers love growing it.
1: Yep. Easy it's, grower.
2: Stay short. It doesn't grow too tall. It branches out really nicely, produces really nice colas. Um, and it delivers a really, uh, I'd say a very nice balance Indica Sativa high. Very mm-hmm. strong in the head. Done in 70 days. 75 if you want to push it. And, uh. It, it's it, to me it's very it's got a very unique smell and flavor and even if it's not grown in perfect conditions it still has a very unique smell and flavor mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. you know I think that combination right there between growers love to grow a lot of it cash crop with it um, and it's got a unique smell and flavor and it's nice and potent um, hits you from head to toe I don't know. I, you know, and what's funny is you know, it's sometimes, not sometimes even a top it always five. Amazes for me. me
1: really, it always amazes me what people like. When when did you when did you discover Golden Go?
2: Uh I think. Oh four,
1: right. Cannabis world days.
2: Yeah. Cannabis world and overgrow.
1: Mm-hmm. Overgrow. Oh, uh, overgrow. that had been such a great uh theme for me in my life.
2: You know, <laughs> that's where I uh that's where I first ran into you.
1: Yeah, right. Absolutely.
2: And then our mutual friend uh from Kansas, that's out. You know, those out in Humboldt. Back when you were, uh, you know, he always, uh, always spoke highly of you. So I always recognize you. But yeah, that's that's where I ran into you first. Was on there. So,
1: so interestingly, you bring up our other friend from Kansas's name. I happen to have some of our other friend from Kansas weed right here with me. Uh oh. Mm hmm.
2: You know what? I was eyeing those jars. I was going to ask what was in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's his OG. All right.
2: Hmm. Very nice.
1: Yep. Yeah, s- smells great. It,
2: is he up in Seattle?
1: No, he's moved back to Humboldt.
2: Oh, he's back in Humboldt. He's back
1: to Humboldt. Absolutely. Um. He, he's got a uh, the best job ever as a strain verifier.
2: Really? He, he,
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, you know, he he's uh. I won't divulge who, who who these people are. Maybe they'll want to come onto to the, 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 the show sometime. They're completely, uh, I don't even it's hard to say it. So one of the leading companies in the re- cannabis research space. Okay. That's how we'll phrase it. Okay. Right. So he's their strain verifier, and he is collecting strains throughout Northern California, proving they are what they say they are, and then they're doing research on the specific strain, wow! Right? So it's a big problem. So many people think they have OG Kush, Sour Diesel, Cali O, or whatever it is, but they don't actually have it, right? And you know he's the man to be able to like sniff it out. So That's to... awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I just happen to have some of his fine, fine cannabis.
2: Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited little, for this.
1: Yeah, it's a little sticky. the The grinder is, is sticking up there a little bit on it. You know, that and is, I
2: put two big buds in yeah, there, Yeah, I
1: too. saw you just stuff it in there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get handed a nice jar of really nice yeah, OG Kush.
1: Boom, I didn't even broke this other jar out. We'll talk about that later. We'll leave that over here in the wind, so to speak. <laughs> so you have the dream job for so many people. You are a grower for a legal cannabis operation.
2: Yes, sir. A year and a half ago, I started working with Natural Remedies. Uh, they're based out of Denver. Been there a year and a half. Um, I'm their lead cultivator. Managing, I think it's around 350 lights of flower. An eight-man crew. Nine including myself. Gosh, I don't even know where to start with this. What do you want to know? It's a great job. You're right. It is my job. dream yeah, job.
1: Yeah, for you and many, many other people, uh, love cannabis and 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 Natural Remedies is a really great organization to work for. You you guys really specialize in quality cannabis. That's yes. one of the reasons they brought you on. Yes, to increase their quality. They have a name. They're developing a name brand for quality. Anytime I go into a Natural Remedies, you guys are have a, a line out the door. You know, there's <laughs> when people know when you're harvesting certain certain weeds at yep. certain times. I went there to get some Kirkwood the other day and you were out. only had a quarter left or oh, something. Right. Bummer. Yeah. Well, I ended up getting some face off. Okay. And, and I, I loved, I love the face off. Right. Super flavorful. That's from our friend Fletcher there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you, 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 you didn't just stumble into this. You, you worked hard for it for years as a, as a home grower and producing your own medical cannabis.
2: Yeah. You know, I was content doing what I was doing. I was just content doing what I was doing. And I had, uh, two different friends of mine, my buddy Josh and my buddy Fletch on separate occasions, uh, approached me and, uh, said, would you ever consider, uh, taking a walk, uh, to the other side of things and which is the legal industry. And, uh, would you ever consider doing that? And Right away, I I said no. Um, I've heard just too many horror stories. Uh, you know, people like myself going in, taking positions uh, with these big companies. And whether they work for the wrong person or, you know, ha- whatever
1: happens, I've j- I just heard too many horror stories. Sure, they're out there, man.
2: A lot of snakes in this industry. Of,
1: totally, and, and they're getting weeded out. They are. They are getting weeded out.
2: They are getting weeded out.
1: The criminal, the like stereotypical slimy shark drug dealer, like they're getting weeded out.
2: They are, and uh, they both uh, they both said, "Well, don't you want to know who this is?" And I said, "Well, who is it?" And, he, and they said, "Well, would you be willing to talk with the owner of Natural Remedies?" I'd heard nothing but great things about Natural Remedies. Uh, as well as the owner. And so I said, sure. And about six months later, uh, I finally uh, decided to take the job. And here I am. Uh, I started out running the smaller facility. And then I took over the large facility a year ago. And, uh, you know, just been steadily uh, every crop improving, you know, one thing or another. Yeah, you know, we're moving forward. Uh, We're working tough. You know, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game than just growing a small personal garden, you know, for your head stash or whatever. It's a, it's just a whole different beast. And, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs, a huge learning curve going from small scale to large scale like that. Um, But yeah, you know, been able to do so. Um, And yeah, you know, we get to do things my way. Uh they let me do my style in the garden, my style of uh growing, my feeding schedule. Uh they let me do everything my way. Um so they give me a lot of freedom as far as that goes and uh you know we've been you know we've been producing some really nice herb on a commercial scale. We entered the High Times Cannabis Cup this year. We had no preparation whatsoever. Like last minute we just had to take something out from the trimmer's hands that they were working on and said, "Well, <laughs> I guess we're gonna enter this, and I guess we're gonna enter that. Like I said, we were not prepared at all, and we took a uh, we took a second place. Oh, ship's getting on me because I don't have the joint rolled up yeah. yet. Hey, roll that shit up, dude! The fuck <laughs> but uh,
4: <laughs> we entered the cup, and
2: I uh, and uh, got took home. Uh, let's see here, what did we get?
1: Which strange where's it? what where where did you enter?
2: We entered Gorilla Glue uh, into the uh hybrid category and we got second place with that. Yeah and then we entered Bob Saget into the sativa category and we uh, got second place to that as well. God damn it, Bob, Sa-
1: Bob Saget Bob Sagitt got second place. <laughs> Holy <laughs> but, you know, shit.
2: We uh yeah, I mean I I went in there. I wouldn't say with high expectations. I wouldn't say low expectations. I went in with no expectations. Right. You're like, we
1: entered the Cannabis Cup.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and our team walked out with two silver
1: medals. So it was cool. Uh, (laughs) So here we are with grower, uh, modest genius, Jeff from Natural Remedies, who got hounded for six months to take a dream job. And immediately won second place with Indica and Sativa. Right. We're going to take a break right there. Real Dirt, Chip Baker.
0: We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this.
4: the business cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times.
3: Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crop you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc.
0: While the feds and state are doing their dance, you still need to transact business and manage your cash. Go professional and let your customers pay with PayQuick. They pay you and they earn rewards points.
3: The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Register now at www.seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. The NCIA Seed to Sale Show. The largest cannabis business event to be held in Denver will host over 2,000 cannabis professionals and focus on innovations and technology in cultivation, infused products and extraction, and sales strategies. The show will recognize the best in the industry with the Cannivation and Canatech Awards. Register before January 6th for $100 savings at c2saleshow.com. Use the code RADIO15 for an additional 15% off. Plan your experience now for the NCIA Seed to Sale Show, January 31st and February 1st. Seedtosaleshow.com or 888-409-4418. From dads to chivas,
0: sativas to indicas, we roll out a whole concentrate of fresh new content every week. It's like going from the greenhouse to the dispensary. Cannabisradio.com. The insider cannabis industry secrets, straight from the mouths of the OG weed pioneers, on the oh, real dirt yeah. with Chip Baker. Fire
1: that shit up, Jeff. Look at that, OG Kush. Puff, puff. Awesome, real dirt. Chip Baker, Jeff from Natural Remedies, smoking super kind organic weed. We we kind of went over the first time you 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 smoked weed was uh what year was that?
2: First time I smoked. Yeah. Oh, man. No, we didn't talk about that. First time yeah, I okay, smoked let's talk was... us about
1: the first time you puffed out.
2: <sighs> let's see right Freshman in high school, 1993. Well, let me... Here, hold on. Let me rewind. <laughs> in Kansas, uh, we had wild hemp growing everywhere.
1: Right. Out in the country. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally.
2: So, I smoked ditch weed a few <laughs> times. <laughs>
1: Uh, that was was cbd bro
2: you know cbd well we were smoking the
1: leaves right right we're
2: smoking fan leaves that we picked off in like august
1: Uh, (laughs) because you didn't know about buds
2: we were like eighth graders but uh
1: right (laughs) (laughs) did you get your mom to drop you off at the field or what (laughs) dude we
2: rode our bikes down there (laughs) on our way to the creek (laughs) I mean, it literally grew everywhere. You know, you go down to the creek at the bridge. It just grew all along the creek bank. So, yeah. First time I actually got high, though, at my buddy's place. Uh, it was a Saturday afternoon, and we were smoking Mexican brick weed. You know, that's all we got back in high school. And, uh you know, we smoked a couple bowls, smoked a joint. I was a freshman, and it was the first time I ever actually got high, and... uh all I could say to myself was, this is amazing. This is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm, I'm here. I, I, I feel this is the best I had ever felt. The funny part was, I'm I'm, I'm I'm super, super high. First time ever getting high. And I'm stuck to the couch. And all of a sudden, he looks out the window and he says, oh, crap, my mom's home. And we're sitting there. And there's pot smoke in the living room. And,
1: <laughs> I'm
2: you know, my parents are very against you know back then they were very against marijuana um and i i didn't know what my friend's mom's stance was on it so i freaked out so i'm naturally assuming you know they were probably against weed too and he's like oh shit put the weed away and i start freaking out and he's like no 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 he goes i can't let mom know that we have any weed cause she's going to be pissed off that we didn't smoke that we smoked it without her <laughs> And I was like, whoa, you know, just my mind was just blown. Right. right, right, um, right. But uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> from that point on, you know, I I knew right away, you know, the, the biggest thing that I was thinking about, though, when I was high, not only how great it was, was how is this illegal? Mm-hmm. I asked myself over and over and over, why is this illegal? How is this illegal?
1: Light bulb moment, huh? It truly
2: was. It truly was. Because I always knew marijuana was was a drug that people fought for for legalization. You know, you don't hear about people fighting for meth legalization or crack legalization or heroin legalization. <laughs> but I you always heard of people pushing for marijuana legalization. Right. So I always thought, you know, maybe they got a point. And then the first time I actually used it, you know, that's when it hit home. I was like, right. you know, Shazam. now I understand what these people are saying. Now I understand what these rallies are about. Now I mm. understand.
1: Right, right. Yeah, you know, I felt kind of the same way. Uh, it, as soon as I got high, the, one of the first thoughts was, they've been lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> right, this this isn't bad. This is good. I immediately knew it was good. Yeah. Right, it made me question so much other things. And, you know, I think that's really one of the reasons why cannabis has been been illegal, has been prohibited, is because makes people think about stuff a little differently mm-hmm. right it opens their mind and their perspective over things and, absolutely you know uh, in a past closed world that's a you know that's an easier thing to deal with you know they don't want like people with open minds running amok voting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe we wouldn't have this uh <laughs> Maybe we'd have better candidates than we do right now if that were the case.
1: Well, you know, think about it. It's like it used to be so much easier for the quote-unquote government or the man to control, like, our thought patterns, you know, and the the media that we got and were exposed to, right? There were a few number of papers. It was very little education. But, man, the Internet, right, and and just the modern world and technology in general – has just expanded information everywhere all the time. Yes. Right? And there's yes. no denying it. You, you you know, the information is there. It is great. It's a great product. It has great benefits and attributes.
2: You know, between social media and, you know, a lot of celebrities, artists, musicians uh, have really taken the stance too to, to, you know, speak out to the masses and, you know, connect with the masses and let, you know, people know, You know, that cannabis is okay. That wasn't happening in the 50s.
1: Hey, man, you know, this cannabis we're smoking right now is pretty good, huh?
2: I like it. Yeah. Mm. It's a good OG. Smoking Smoking nice. Mm -hmm. We're halfway through the joint. It's got a Mm. nice cherry on it, really nice even burn on it. It's
1: got that good blue smoke. When you see it at a certain angle, it's blue coming right in the ash. That's how I always know it's great weed. Yep. Right. Lots of organic or organish weed comes that way. Sure, yeah. When was the last time you were out there?
2: Two thousand.
1: It was just a few years ago. Remember? Twelve,
2: maybe two thousand eleven. I went yeah, out I remember there. For I missed some...
1: you. You well, came I and a... I was here. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I uh yeah, maybe about four or five years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I need yeah. to go back.
1: Yeah, it's it's really starting to happen in California. It's really exciting to see it. Right, it's been such an outlaw state for such a long time and it will remain that for a while. But, you know, oh man, there's just so many enthusiastic cannabis growers with lifetimes worth of knowledge that you, you know could forgotten more than both of us combined. Sure. No, right. And that's that's just an incredible there the compounding information that's and technique and skill that's generated when so many people around you are doing the same thing. Sure. Sure. And that's starting to happen here too. Right. You see it leaps and bounds, but you know, unfortunately in a regulated environment, the learning curve isn't as fast as the non-regulated environment because you can switch like that. Non-regulated. Sure. Sure. Right. But like in a regulated environment, there's just permits and restrictions and requirements and you know, uh, standard operating procedures for employees, all, all kinds of problems sure. associated with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So what, what What strains are you going? How many strains you guys got over there? Oh, man.
2: hundred, maybe?
1: How do you segregate them? Through maturation times?
2: You know, we got our eight weeks. We got our nine weeks. We got our 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, around 30 to 40 light rooms. Uh, we monocrop each room. So, you know, when I'm picking... You know, when I'm cutting clones to fill that room, you know, two months down the line, I like to segregate strains based on how they grow. Of course, flowering time, but, uh, you know, based on how they stretch
1: grow. It, stretchers or not fetch yeah. times, different fetch times.
2: Yeah, I like to have mm-hmm. a knife as nice and even of a canopy as possible. Right. So, you know, like I like to grow all the OGs, Girl Scout cookies, plants with those structures, similar structures. I like to grow all those together. I like to grow our slower-growing indicas all together. You know, yeah. So I segregate them based on, like I said, flowering time and uh, how they grow.
1: Right. So you guys got 30, 350 lights and there thirty forty light rooms? Yep. Right?
2: We got 250 at one and then about 100 at the other
1: facility. What's your current favorite strain growing right now?
2: To grow or smoke?
1: Just grow. We'll say grow first.
2: You know, I... I like growing Girl Scout cookies. Mm -hmm. I like growing that forum cut. Okay. I, you know, I feel that we do a really good job with it. it.
1: I got an empty sack over there of
2: it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we can. uh, We don't get bad yields off it at all. It's such a picture perfect plant.
1: It is. I love the small little nugget Christmas tree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, it's a. and something else I really like growing, um, I've been grow, really liking this sour diesel times deep chunk. We just oh, call it sour diesel deep chunk.
1: Sweet. It's sweet. uh, holy Tom Hill deep chunk. Yeah, yeah. Man, I think um, I, I, yeah, I, I, there's been a bunch of deep chunk crosses over time. That's awesome, dude. What does that drop the flower time on that?
2: Eight to nine weeks. She's ready. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to yeah. take the tops at eight weeks, they're ready. Mm-hmm. That's, you know? a, that's a
1: bit earlier than diesel.
2: Yeah, no. Right. It's well, it's very, very indica dominant.
1: Do you guys grow diesel over there?
2: <laughs> we have headband, which yeah, yeah. is the the headband we have is a very sour diesel leaning. Uh,
1: you know that's my favorite weed, and I can't. It's hard to get get a good here. If anybody in sour has diesel has great sour diesel, tell me where to go.
2: There's been a lot of debate on that. What do you mean? I've heard a lot of I've heard I've heard many other people say the same thing.
1: Mm. Man, it's, it's once you figure it out, it's one of the easiest strains to grow, right? But it can be frustrating, yeah, if, if you want to try to grow it like everything else. Yep. It's, man, it really likes monocropping, right? But honestly, it's one of the most cost effective because it stretches so much. Yep. You can put in such small plants. I mean, it's super, super skunk background. Yeah. Right. So it's made for commercial product. Well, developed initially for commercial production. It just stinks when it's done right. Most people fuck it up because they pull it early. Right. Because it'll have like this initial um, maturation where it looks like it's done. I don't know. Right around 60 days? Yep. That's when most people cut it.
2: Push it another two weeks. and
1: dude, 70 days. Like, I I even have had it at 77 days, right? But I'm not saying longer is better. It's just also, when it's that long of a strain, it Mm -hmm. might be 70 to 77 days just because of your growing technique, right? Fertilizer, CO2, all that stuff to place, but... Man, it just it, it just tastes so good. It gets me high every single time when it's done right.
2: Now, let me ask this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you initially said you never find good sour diesel out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're in Denver, it's Colorado. It's
1: hard to find it. I shouldn't say never, but it's hard to find it.
2: We're in Denver, Colorado. We got more weed out here than we know what to do with. There's a lot of sour diesels out here. It's out here. People are growing it. Why isn't it any good?
1: Yeah. Well...
2: I have had several other friends say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's a humidity thing.
1: Well, for, for sure, it does great at 78 to 80 degrees and higher humidity, 40 and 50 percent, for sure. I mean, that's why it does so good in light depth. It's a high humidity environment. Yeah. Um, m- most people try to have their temperatures at this textbook, 72 degrees, right? Mm. I don't quite know if it's the case with diesel. Man, you know, also all those other people we know growing it, they don't have the closed rooms. Here, many of the rooms, most of the rooms are closed, CO2 injected. Okay. Man, that's, I'm just saying, different grow technique, different result, no matter what. Right. Well. You know.
2: You know, I got a few random sacks. Somebody's growing it great here. I just don't know who they are. But, you know. I randomly have purchased a few sacks up in the Northeast and they've all been great. Mm -hmm. These are just random people. But why is it in a city full of talented growers and people that we know, you know, with the people that we know, why aren't we Mm -hmm. ever seeing really good sour diesel? Because,
1: man, when you're in Northern California or California, you go in any dispensary, there is always sour diesel, right? Like... It's a it's a preferred strain on the East Coast, sour diesel, right? And like really, until recently, in 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 Humboldt, it was sour diesel OG Kush. That's all anybody grew for commercial production. Okay, right? But it, it it hasn't. Man, it just hadn't taken off here. And I love that weed. OG con, OG has though. You can get OG here, but that's. Yeah, it's a little bit different story, which I don't really understand because to me that's such a more difficult cannabis to grow. Sure. Right.
2: OG is yeah. OG'll put someone's growing skills to test. How do you
1: how do you get it how do you get it to root? Do you do anything different from to OG?
2: Super healthy moms.
1: Healthy moms.
2: Super, super healthy moms. There's top the, cuts only.
1: There's the tip. Super healthy top cuts only.
2: You know, give yeah, her, yeah. give her an extra five days. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe is, is that it actually, it's going to take longer than anything else you're doing. So you have to like adjust your either watering or nutrient schedule for that. Cause I mean, I've seen, I've seen people crush it with it, Yeah, but most people have such a bad mortality rate on the cuttings, right. That they, it doesn't end up being the best thing in their garden.
2: No, I totally understand. Uh, I've, uh, like I said, just super healthy,
1: healthy top healthy, cuts. Yeah. That's a great advice. That's great advice. I mean, a
2: lot of strains you can get away with taking lower cuts and, you know, just having them root up just fine, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. That's the thing is with those OGs. How do you guys take cuttings over there?
2: We do. Uh, we use aero cloners.
1: All right, yeah. Yep. So we use power cloners. Tons of aero cloners. Yeah. Turbos, powers. Power cloners. Power cloners. Power Cloner. Botanicare, yeah. Yep. Tons of those, man.
2: Yeah. We use those, um, and I I just allow three weeks mm-hmm. because you, how, in those, well, here's the thing, though. In those, it, once they get super rooted, then they just kind of start vegging almost, you know. So I'll have really super big, you know, we're talking four or five-inch, you know, plants to transplant.
1: So you you take your cuttings. You got super healthy moms. You take your cuttings. They're rooted. They got like an eight-inch long root Yeah. when you pull them off your arrow cloner, yep. right? Roll me through the process. I
2: just drop them straight in a solo cup.
1: Into a solo cup. Full of dirt. Full of of dirt.
2: By dirt, you know, I I prefer a a peat cocoa mix. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I add in a few good things, worm casting, some extra perlite, you know, a little extra lime.
1: Custom mix. Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, just drop them in that and, you know, let them rock in those for a couple weeks Then I move them up to, you know, two gallons and uh, continue vegging in twos. And uh, sometimes we'll drop, you know, kick them up to five gallons while in veg still. And uh, then I'll flower either in fives or sevens. Right. So so I do like to veg in five gallons.
1: Right. A little bit before you flip it. Yeah. Right. So you transplant it into your flower room. So your flower room becomes a veg room for... A few days? Is that how you try to do no, it? No,
2: no. We just it goes straight from the bedroom straight into flower. Room. So you
1: okay? So you have a five gallon pots that are vegging in a bedroom. Yep. And then when they reach your desired height, your desired root boundness, then right, sometimes them we'll them drop the them into a
2: seven, seven even.
1: Right, you guys, you guys, uh, you guys are in trays in your flower rooms.
2: Uh, yeah. Hand water,
1: hand water in trays. Yeah. Right. You're yeah, You're not on the ground.
2: You're not on the ground right. in flower
1: use some organic, some synthetic product.
2: Yeah. You know, we, uh, I've thought you about my, sure, issue, sure. Recipe, yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, you know, but just looking at <laughs> uh, directly at my recipe, my, my guess is I can confidently say it's 70% organic, mm-hmm. you know, if All not right. 80%. So it is primarily organic, um, through some micro um a few botanic air products I like using, um, you know, they uh, they do have some salts, mm-hmm. um, but you know I do compost teas as well, um, and then I use also a lot of organic additives. You know, on top of the uh, Botanica products, like I said, you know I could confidently say seventy percent organic, but you know it could be up to even eighty percent.
1: Wow, yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, it definitely shows in the flavor of the weed because yeah. organic weed grown properly really does taste the best.
2: I agree hundred percent.
1: Right. That's a one hundred. Sta- I can stand behind that statement.
2: I sure. will too. That's why I do it. That's why I try to keep it as organic as possible. Yeah. You know,
1: hey man, a, 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 a little synthetic product though does make it be commercially viable.
2: Sure, absolutely.
1: Right? And I'm not a purist at all. I've I've stood in my soapbox both ways, hydro and organic. But yeah, a, a little a little mother nature and a little you know laboratory. Works well together.
2: They do. They yeah. do. Um, and, you know, as long as you get it flushed out, you know, what little salts are in there. You know, if you flush those out, you know, you don't overdo it. You know, I, I can't tell. I can't tell the difference between this and pure organic. You know, I got a couple mm-hmm. friends that do pure organic, and it's amazing herb, you know. But at the end of the day, I mean, I can tell there's a part from mine.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. But,
2: like... You know, someone said, all right, which is 100% organic, which is 70% organic? I wouldn't be able to tell.
1: Right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, hey, let's uh, take that time to have another break here. It's The Real Dirt. Chip Baker, Jeff from Natural Remedies. We're talking weed, weed, weed. We'll come back and talk more weed, weed, weed.
0: We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this.
4: The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Voober Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Mindful of sustainable practices and limiting their environmental footprint, Sal hemp is always grown outdoors, as nature intended. By starting with uniform genetic profiles, Sansal ensures the plant will maintain its optimal performance and yield consistently throughout its life cycle. It is through innovative processes that Sansal is able to achieve pure whole hemp extracts and meet industry requirements and the level of quality desired by many of their customers. Healthy plants, healthy people. SansalCBD.com Improve your lifestyle naturally. Everyone deserves the medicine they need. Aaron's premium CBD essentials and CBD nectar products are made from plant-based organic ingredients, grown and processed in the United States. Our unique formula of coconut oil and coconut water infused with CBD oil is ideal for all skin types and provides maximum relief. Aaron's Essentials was formulated by 9-11 First Responder and Stage 4 Cancer Survivor Aaron Sieber. As a cannabis connoisseur, Aaron began making and using his own lab-tested medicinal cannabis products to help relieve the side effects of his rigorous cancer treatments. Visit www.cannosaurbrands.com for more information on Aaron's essentials and learn how you can pay it forward. That's C-A-N-N-A-I-S-S-E-U-R brands.com. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? With New Frontier Data, we give industry insiders the power of big data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New Frontier's tools help you make critical decisions based on the facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research engagements deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform, Equio, puts real-time information and answers you need right at your fingertips. Go to www.equio.io and sign up for your free membership today. That's E-Q-U-I-O to sign up now. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild.
3: Keep your cannabis cravings under control. Feed your mind with CannabisRadio.com.
0: Time to get all the insider cannabis industry secrets straight from the mouths of the OG Weed Pioneers on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker.
1: Right rolling down the street. More weed. I promise more weed. We're gonna talk more weed on today's dirt. We're rolling up lots and lots of weed. So, which favorite strain to smoke?
2: Oh man, God, I could I could probably give you five strains. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, Deserted Island strain, OG Kush, OG Kush,
1: OG Kush. OG Kush. I, you know, I, I, God, I'd probably say yes to that too.
2: I I am happy smoking it first thing. In it's the morning. one of the
1: most medicinal weeds for me too.
2: Absolutely,
1: like, yeah. Headaches, stomach ache, body ache. It's awesome.
2: I I think I think it's a pinnacle of cannabis. Personally, I think when grown right, when just nailed, which it's a very hard strain to knock it out of the park with. Mm-hmm. Um, when nailed, I think it has. First of all, I think it has the best flavor. It has. On the inhale, the flavor on the exhale, I think just I think it's got the best flavor. It's got that gas, it's got that uh, that almost like that almost I don't want to call it a diesel smell, but you know just that gas and then that cush uh, background in it. I think it's just a very uh, it make you know good OG Kush makes my nose tingle when I exhale, it makes my nose tickle. Mm-hmm. It just tickles, it tickles when I exhale it, and. Um, and Some then, terpenes, man. Oh,
1: yeah, terpenes.
2: Just, just the sharpest, <laughs> just in your face terpenes. And then the high, just that that. I mean, like what I feel right now. Yeah, we just smoked a joint of OG it. Kush.
1: I was I, talking to somebody about this there earlier, and it was like, it's the perfect, really, like you know, poly hybrid of the effects people talk about feeling. You Get the the up, psychedelic thoughts, heart pounding effect, but man, it can glue you to the couch.
0: Yes. Right. <laughs> yes.
2: And, you know, awesome you, hybrid. Even you know, if you just want to take one rip, you know, off a of bubbler. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes later, you you know, you, you know what you smoked. You know, it's uh, it's my favorite. I am a huge fan though of uh, I like sativas. I like hazes. I like haze hybrids. You guys,
1: growing hazes over there?
2: Yeah, we got. We got Super Silver Flow, which is a cross I did of Super Silver Haze and Flow. Um, real hazy leaning plant. We got Moonshine Haze. We've got uh, Super Lemon Haze. We've got what other haze is up? Uh, mango Haze. From mango. Oh, you got the mango. Really, really mango. nice mango haze. Really nice Sweet. mango haze. There. Uh, we have Super Silver Haze. Um, you
1: get the old song.
2: You know. No, we don't have that there. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting plant.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
2: An eight week super silver haze.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Scott, when he initially bred it, that's what he said he was looking for. Okay. Right. And in those early 96, 97. And by
2: Scott, you mean Shanny Baba. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Those early 96, early 97 years, I think there's different genetics from what became the greenhouse super silver haze seeds and what they sold after that okay right and i'm i don't know what really changed but uh wow man Uh, i mean that's an that's an awesome incredible you know commercial plan that's what he said he wanted he was like hey i'm gonna take i i'm gonna take the northern lights the haze and the skunk the three most productive strains (laughs) And he
2: made a killer hybrid with that. Right,
1: right, right, right. So I mean I I honestly I I wonder if it's just the first generations were actually the true like triple hybrid, you know, combo, and then the next generations they like I don't know, backbred it or standardized re standardized something or reselected something.
2: You know, but there
1: was some drama when there was that split between him, and he went to Mister Nice yep. and Super So Sil- and and Greenhouse, and it's never been the same since.
2: I've never seen. First of all, it's an eight week haze. Right. You look at the buds. You you can tell me this came off a fourteen week plant. and I would believe you. Absolutely. They are very very hazy, and very the high sativa is just buds. So
1: racing on that.
2: Very racy right. high. Uh, it's basically, it's like a perfect haze on an eight week plant mm-hmm. and it doesn't grow super tall. You know, it's not an out of control, stretchy yeah. beast like a lot of hazes can be. No leaf. No leaf at all.
1: Awesome hash producer.
2: It's a great plant. You know, I, uh, I worked with that plant and I, I ran it for maybe three or four years. Um, then I let go of it for a couple other super silver hazes that I had at the time uh, that there were. There are
1: better super silver hazes for there high are. and taste,
2: but it's a it's yeah. such a neat plant, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, but for commercial production, yes, you know, and and general ease to grow. I mean, it's hard. It's I think that thing's hard to kill, even. Yeah, right. It's man. It's going on twenty years strong. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Lots of these strains are. I mean, the diesel. Ninety one, yeah, something like that. Ninety two, you know, that's twenty five years, man. You know, and OG Kush is late nineties. Yep, I suppose, right? Bubba Kush, same type of thing, right?
2: Then you got people with the ninety two OG. I got the ninety
1: two OG, bro. I have the ninety two OG. <laughs> Man, so you guys do concentrates there, or, or yeah, we absolutely?
2: got our we got our own in-house uh, concentrate company. Um, it's called Concentrate Remedies. Um,
1: and what kind of what kind of extracts?
2: Oh man, so. You know, they do it all. It's all, it's all only medical He's right now. He's jumping
1: around in his seat. He's so excited about this. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Like, like, He's <laughs> smiling.
2: So <laughs> right right now they're medical only. Um, yeah. One of these days it's going to – they're going to be able to process rec hopefully. But uh, they do uh, – they, they make incredible live resin. Um, that's what I like. I love live resin,
1: mm-hmm. I think. And, and what do you mean by that tell, tell our, our, our our audience as well as our studio audience what you back here?
2: So we're generally um, hash oils made from uh, harvested material and dried material, um, you know, like your typical shatter. That's what it's usually made from. With live resin, the plant is frozen as soon as it's harvested. So within minutes of when the plant's chopped, uh it's frozen and then it's processed that way i'm not a hash expert so uh but uh i don't know like all the details as far as what's done to it but i do you know it's made from freshly frozen material um and the term live resin is um you want to capture the terpenes and the uh you want to capture those terpenes and you want it to be as identical as what it is on a live living plant.
1: So and you know what would be great for that, this technique. Yeah. Albert Walker. That that because would be, it smells so much so different when you cut it, when you cut it is when you smoke it. Sure. Right, and there's actually this period before it's ready where it smells completely different. Yeah. Right, I mean that that smell and flavor is incredible to me.
2: Yeah, right.
1: I haven't seen that strain in a while. But,
2: Very unique,
1: but uh, we we I think we probably know someone who has it. You guys do bubble over there too?
2: Uh, yeah, we do. Um, we ha- we got a guy in house uh, that makes all of our bubble hash, but the big demands with the live resin, so we seem we get a lot more of that uh, processed and you know shatter as well. Um, but uh, with the live resin, um. They'll whip it into a butter, which is, you know, kind of like wax, but they call it butter. Um, that's my personal favorite. Yeah, is the it's a
1: hydrocarbon butter. extracted product.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, we just
1: had a uh, Jordan from Terpex on the other day. Okay. Yeah, you know that guy. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he's high quality product into high quality product. Wants it to be high quality. Product. Yeah. <clears throat> it's great to see that. You know, that's really where it starts. It's not about the money. You know, you gotta focus on the quality and what you're doing. Right? Sure. And the and the money will come. Right? Are you the into dabbing? Time. I'm not really a dabber, dude. No? No. I'll have one here or there. Why well, you got one? I got a dabber. Well
2: yeah, I see a dabber sit right yeah. there.
1: Yeah, well I got I brought that for my guest. <laughs> right. You know.
2: <laughs> Why well, didn't show up with any oil? I'm a flower guy. I'm, I'm I'm I mean I love oil, but too. uh
1: no, I'm a flower guy, too, man. I just, uh, I I know some people prefer it, so I got a little dab rig over sure. there. And, you know, whatever makes my guests comfortable, right? We've got uh, always plenty of weed. Thanks for bringing weed, <laughs> by the way. You did a great job by that. Uh, always got plenty of weed, coffee, tea, you know, some coconut water, some water, or liquor, beer, wine, <laughs> You're
2: quite the host.
1: <laughs> you know, it's all about the condiments in life. That's, That's right. Little, that little salt, that little special thing that that just makes it mm, taste so good. <laughs> so, uh, man, what kind of trends are you seeing in our in our industry? <sighs> trends. Because you 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 talk to other people too, other growers. You're connected in that that area. You you have to have your finger so, on the pulse of some trends at least.
2: So you're talking about like trends as far as gardening goes, or just trends as far as just the industry goes, or what are you talking oh, about? Oh,
1: hey, what do, you, what do you want to speak of? I, I'd love to hear some gardening twins. I might be the last person to talk
2: about new gardening trends. I, I get stubborn. It took me until now to finally say, all right, let's try using double-ended bulbs. <laughs> I uh, My technique is... Pretty old school. I mean, we hand water on a commercial scale. We Mm -hmm. hand water three hundred fifty lights.
1: I've seen you guys do it. Right.
2: It's uh, I man, I'm behind the times, man. So I don't know gardening trends. I I don't know. (laughs) What about
1: what about just weed trends, cannabis trends?
2: You know, as far as like strains go, stuff like that. You know, it's it's interesting seeing uh. You know, and I'm sure it has a lot to do with demand, but, uh, you know, as far as genetics go, as far as, like, new strains coming out, I'm sure you see it too, but it's just a lot of OG Kush hybrids, diesel hybrids, chem hybrids, you know, I, you know, I see the progression in genetics, I'd like, what I'd like to see is, I'd like to see it turn around and go backwards, you know, people, you know, I'd like to see a lot more people working with land race genetics, you know what I'm saying? It's like
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, you know, our, our friend Tony Don't Smoke OG over there in California. You know, that's what we call him now. <laughs> Tony, Tony Don't Smoke OG. We call him Tony Don't Smoke OG.
2: <laughs> Tony, <Yeah>. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've caught him smoking OG, but it's really just, you know, a statement of how like, you know, uh a heady he is. Right. Well, hey, right? Tony's
2: a hell of a guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we're we're uh, we got a we got a couple great segments with uh, uh, me and Tony criticizing weed throughout these podcasts. Nice,
2: nice. Right.
1: Well, they'll, they'll be weaved into all of this. I'm excited to hear it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Because you know, both of us could be pretty snobby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
1: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So, hey, man. Speaking of snobby, I got some exotic weed over here in this jar.
2: What's that? Also
1: from uh, is this a uh, San Diego cat piss? No, this is the Arcadia cat piss. Oh, this is the North yeah. Carolina piss. Yeah, no doubt. This is, at least this is coming from our strain verifier friend.
2: Interesting.
1: Um, yeah.
2: Interesting.
1: What are you smelling there?
2: Is this? Uh, let's see here.
1: Nothing on the label is correct.
2: No, no, I'm just I'm just looking at the buds without digging them all
1: out. Yeah, feel free to do whatever you want, dude. I think that's several months old.
2: Oh yeah, you can yeah. definitely tell it's uh, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's been curing a while.
1: <laughs> kid, that's a pl- pleasant thing to say.
2: <laughs> you know what? You know, but it still I,
1: has a great smell, man. You know, interesting thin crystal, right? It's similar look to the train wreck in that respect, with that really small crystal on it. Okay. I mean, small small calyx or brack, but it's got that short little hair, like it's a there's a, some skunk cross in it too.
2: Interesting,
1: right? And it, and I don't get the piss smell at all. I don't either. All. But maybe if you grow outdoor, because that's indoor, like, you know, maybe, maybe that maybe is the case. But, I mean, who knows why?
2: Does anybody mm-hmm. know what it is? What Man, it looks, are?
1: it looks to me, it seems like it's an 80s skunk strain of some sort. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, original skunk, right? U.S. skunk, right? Maybe not European skunk.
2: Sure, not the real sweet Dutch skunk.
1: Mm hmm. Right. It's just got that lime green look to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Trainwreck has that same look. And it's got that almost pineapple y smell to it to me.
2: I keep, I, I've i smelled the same nug probably about 30 times. So point.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, you know what? I also say that it smells like old school humble outdoor. Okay. Right. And that's really what it it's closest to me is just old school humble outdoor.
2: You know, yeah. To me, it smells like good old school classic. Uh, what we'd buy is kind bud.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Right, lime green. I mean, there's crystal on that. It's not like it's a. Yeah. a lot of that '80s genetic. When you when you look at it again, it's uh, doesn't have any crystal on it. Should we smoke yeah? some? Yeah, absolutely, dude. This one, pull that shit out. Oh. All right, just let hand selected some nuggets here.
2: See, I'm, I'm letting you roll this one up. Yeah back and forth there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, bud. so uh, search for quality.
2: You know, as far as uh, you know, you brought up trends, you know, the the biggest trend that I've seen is with the concentrates.
1: I Absolutely diving. I've,
2: I've never seen anything take hold of the weed industry uh, that this concentrates have recently, especially now that it's gotten to where, you know, with the technology they have available now. I mean, I feel very, very confident uh, consuming this. You know, before I was always weary of consuming mm-hmm. these uh, butane-based extracts. But now
1: there's no butane in it.
2: Right? Now mm-hmm. they it, right. it is so clean, so pure. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I, I smoke flowers all day. Um, at night, you know, I turn on the dab, turn on the uh, e-nail, turn on the dab rig, <laughs> turn on the dab rig, turn on the dab rig, turn on the dab rig. But I also, I love uh, dabbing full melt bubble hash.
1: Oh, that's my favorite bro, man. I love it. The flavor. The flavor. It's,
2: it's it's just not as abundant, you know, and I sure it has a lot to do with the demand, you know, there's way higher demand for, you know, for BHO. As opposed to uh, ice there's water a whole
1: generation of people that that's the only way they've ever smoked cannabis, yeah
2: is through dabs right? it blows me away
1: <laughs> no I mean and different times different things,
2: yeah you know it's you know I think a lot of it too is you know maybe the lack of high quality flowers that are around, and you know whereas. I'd say it's a lot easier to get high-quality extracts Absolutely. as opposed to high-quality flowers.
1: It's a formula that you can give someone, and
2: they can follow for extracts.
1: Yep. Right? And it might change with the quality of inputs, and that's the kind of art behind that is the quality of inputs.
2: You know, definitely better quality, better flowers produce better extracts. Um,
1: Do you hear it? There you go. From the man himself. There's the tip.
2: Quality in is quality out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but if you have a large batch of, uh, mediocre flowers, you can turn it into extracts that where the flowers go from good enough to where the extracts are good. You know, you can kind of, in a sense, you can polish a turd.
1: Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) man. And it's, it's, it's kind of a good turd to polish if you, if you'd look at it like, okay, Fantasy business plan. I'm only going to grow colas. I'm going to take all the colas. We're going to sell the colas. All the rest of the plant, we're going to make hash with. We're going to make extract with. And then you get the highest quality weed, the highest quality extract. And I don't know, like numbers wise, if it, if it works or not. But sure, right? I feel like it's a you know an interesting business model that I, that I, I, I'm sure someone's doing.
2: Yeah, well, that's what we do.
1: we uh we we, (laughs) look at that shit there you go cutting edge right here here there's real dirt there's the real dirt right there (sighs) tell us about it they only grow colas and all the rest of the trash they put into
2: you know we uh the bottom third of the plants go to extracts you know the upper two-thirds guy are sold as flowers to the customers and it's a win-win <laughs> and you know it it's it's win-win. pretty amazing, you know. Well, and we do it creates we do a, a lot of
1: consistency in your product. Yes. Right in the in the flower product. Yes. Right because you're just harvesting those top.
2: Two but we also do some full plant extracts as well. So, it's uh you know, our like I said, we have our in-house concentrate company and Enjoy. they uh you know, they I have no idea how much they produce, but it's um it's really been I want to say, you know, possibly one of the biggest things you know that's happened with the company.
1: Yeah, right. You guys got the 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 release days on Thursdays or something. Yeah. Always sell out. Yeah, lines out the street. If you want quality hash, show up in Denver, Colorado, at Natural Remedies on Thursday, and that's when they release their hash for the week. That's how it works, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> do
1: you guys do edibles at all? We
2: don't. We do not make edibles yeah, now.
1: Right. Just to... Smokables,
2: you know, and it, you know, it almost makes you wonder, you know, what's next?
1: Yeah, what is next? What's
2: next? You know, would you know, 15 years ago, could you have seen yourself dabbing live resin on an email?
1: You know, interestingly, 15 years ago, I was hot kniving hash oil. Yes, (laughs) right?
2: Yeah, But but do you think that it would have gone to what you were doing then to where it is now?
1: I did not predict this. I didn't. You know, I knew that legalization, normalization was happening and going to happen. Yes. Right.
2: Bound to happen.
1: But 15 years ago, we were in Humboldt County and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. No matter like what the medical problem happened to be that year. Because in the early years, there was lots of litigation, lots of like, oh, it's over with. Oh, it's back on. Oh, it's over with. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, but yet that time, you could only, if you had 10 plants outdoors, the cops might come for you. But now you can definitely have 10 plants outdoors. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude.
2: I like that joint. I like that cat piss a lot. I'd like to smell it grow. I, I'd like to smell every stage of the plant growing. Because, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it smelled like cat piss in earlier or mid flower. You know, maybe it changes halfway through flower, you know, or, you know, I'd like to maybe smell it on harvest day as well, because I'm curious to see where the cat piss comes from.
1: I mean, it's so resiny. It tastes so, like, the aftertaste.
2: Oh, it's great.
1: Yeah, absolutely old school. I'd love to have some outdoor of this. Full sun, NorCal, Southern Oregon grown outdoor. Mm. I don't know anybody doing cat piss over there. Um, When I get rich and famous, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to contract certain strains
2: <laughs> outdoor or greenhouse. But all of it, of course. Okay. Of
1: course. Of course, all of it. Of course, all of it. all of the old school, humble outdoor strains, maybe some uh Urkel, um, outdoor, straight outdoor, diesel, greenhouse, OG Kush, light up. Right, just to name a few. Just a few. hmm Because that's the that's the future world, right? It's like contract out your weed, like farm, you know, CSA it. Have Full Future Melt word. with yeah, all your trim, melt. Yeah, totally. Like, full Melt those greenhouses, please. <laughs> <laughs>
2: when I get rich and famous. When I get rich chin. and famous. <laughs>
1: when I get rich and famous. I'm gonna do full Melt some greenhouses. Then, give, give, uh, then throw a big party and smoke it all at once. Arabian Night hookah style. Ooh, elicited a large smile. <laughs> mm. Yeah, man. So, you know, we're recording all these and we're going to leap- release them couple months, all kind of at once. We'll have a release party, and maybe that should be my theme. Let's do it. Arabian Nights, lots of hash. I
2: say you do it.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Shazam. We'll have to scheme up lots of weed. Hey, do you know about the grow-off?
2: So is that where they're giving... The same strains to a group of growers. Dark
1: Horse Genetics. Yeah. One strain in development of two years given to up to 200 growers to prove their skills.
2: Now they're given clones of that or seeds?
1: Clone. Clone. It is the clone. Clone. Interesting idea. It really does put skills up against skills. Same cut. Same cut.
2: If everybody competes with the same cut.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Then it really does say, I mean, you can have your excuses all day,
2: you know, people's <laughs> tastes and preferences, you know, of it's one strain really over gonna, another can't come into it's play.
1: Really going to be cool to see like the differences in technique.
2: And what strain is it?
1: You know, I'm not sure. I'm going to, I don't know the, him. Is
2: it Bruce Banner? Maybe.
1: Uh, no, it's a new strain. He okay. Says. I don't really know him, but I'm going to get him over here. Yeah. Right. I bet he's got good weed.
2: Yeah. No, uh, Jason is his name. With Dark Horse, no names, no names. (laughs) Oh no, it's out there. (laughs) No, I'm just jiving. Okay, that's how it used to be, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, (laughs) super nice guy. Uh, He used to run uh, Delta Nine, Mm -hmm. Um, but he's the guy that made the Bruce Banner. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Super nice guy.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna get him over here. So yeah, he's in. He's involved with that. Cultivate sponsoring it. Yeah. A few other people are okay. Cannabis the the on the other online magazine and podcast the cannabis right they're they're involved with that as well. This is
2: exceptionally smooth. Yeah, it's
1: great, man, it's isn't just, it? Hmm. I, can,
2: I still taste it. I just I you know, I blew that head out a few seconds ago. I can still taste it. it. Leaves a nice lingering flavor in my mouth.
1: What kind of terminology you guys use over there? What kind of like slang you got? I know you got some slang
2: <laughs> in there. Well, like, uh, you know, between the garden yeah. garden
1: crew? The garden crew. What's your slang? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> what do you guys, come on. There's, there's probably. <laughs>
2: oh, man. Look, I, God, you put me on the spot with this one. Let me think about it.
1: Uh, oh, he doesn't want to say is what's going on. He's like, <laughs> what do you guys, what do you guys call it when you water?
2: Water the rooms, man. <laughs>
1: You yeah. Hey,
2: you got room one, you got room <laughs> three, you got room five. I'm working in veg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> veg, there you go. Yeah. There's, there's a term to explain what veg is.
2: Veg is vegetative growth. Uh, that's early stage, you know, before the plants go into the flowering stage, you know, into the flowering rooms. Um, that's where I uh, do a lot of pruning.
1: You just hang out and like hang out with the plants. Yeah,
2: you know, feels good in there, you know. No, it's a... Uh, yeah, it's it's uh it's an early stage of growth. Um you know, like I said, that's where I do all my pruning, my topping, my training, my uh you know, getting the plants set up uh for when they go into the big rooms and where they're flowered. So uh you know, it's where we keep all our moms, it's where we keep all of our clones. It's where it all starts. Yeah. It's where it all starts.
1: So veg, they they there you go. Know, what about when you uh Take cuttings. What do you call that?
2: We just say, hey, you know, we got to fill up a cloner today. Buy a, a cloner. We got 180 site uh, arrow cloner, so we'll cut 180 clones and, uh, yeah, fill That's, that thing up. Get it rocking and rolling.
1: There you go, the cloner. cloner. Yeah. <laughs> you see where I'm coming through? This is, like, interesting, dude. This is, like, anthropological research, right? You know, years to come, people are going to laugh about this. I'm like, cloner. ha, ha. ha. <laughs> right right when when you guys harvest what's harvest day to you
2: harvest day get in there first thing uh remove as much uh big leaf as possible and then uh the garden crew we're you know we harvest with a couple of the processors as well and uh we all team up and you know it's a team effort and we'll knock a room out you know in a couple hours and uh you know about three hours and uh we uh Throwing some tunes. That's always Chop fun. It down. You know, we uh there's what do you
1: fish. To, what do you, what do you listen to?
2: Well depends. So here's the deal. So with me being the boss in the garden, yeah. You I juice. Well, not only that, but
1: you get to reject
2: Well, just so I didn't seem like a dick, I uh went out and bought the radio myself. Oh, so right. it's my radio. <laughs> 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 and, uh,
1: Excellent technique. Excellent yeah. technique.
2: So I, I I get I get first dibs on radio control at all times. Uh <laughs> and we listen to a lot
1: of fish. Lots of fish. All right. People
2: people either I love fish that or hate you. fish. I most people. You. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Perfect example. <laughs> uh most people hate fish. Alright,
1: let's get this guy out of here. <laughs> um security. Security. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alice, come on, let's take this guy out. <laughs> I uh, I also I like making people listen to
2: uh, another one of my favorite bands called the Disco Biscuits. D- uh, Disco.
1: Yes, bisco. Listen. That's what I listen to. He has that. A Camp Bisco shirt on right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh also uh I personally like a lot of old eighties metal.
1: <laughs> and like 70s eight, metal like like, eight, like what do you mean twisted sister or metallica or acdc when you when you say that all of the M- above mötley crue all of the above oh, big hair shit dude. And, not just metal you
2: know i like everything from black sabbath iron maiden judas priest slayer pantera <laughs> <laughs> dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. Yes.
1: Yeah, man.
2: You know, I like uh Pantera. Um That scares people at work. You know, a lot of people. <laughs> oh, this is too heavy. I can't listen to this. Why are we listening to this?
1: And there it is, Pantera to Fish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I get asked that. Jeff,
1: how can you listen to Fish
2: one minute and then Pantera mm-hmm. the next minute? Mm-hmm. And the answer's simple. It's because they're fucking incredible bands.
1: <laughs> That's why. And that's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have no bounds on my music preferences either. I literally went and saw Dolly Parton last week.
2: Nice at Red Rocks. Red, Red Rocks. Or was that Fiddlers?
1: Uh, that was it. That was at Red Rocks. Uh-huh. Fiddlers was Willie Nelson. Okay. Another great so- show. Totally incredible musician. Really like avant-garde guitar player. Man, he's incredible. Uh, we saw Warren Haynes in the Symphony Orchestra the other day you know and like nice. we'll see like sector 9 at the end of the month yep right like it you know like it's lots of reggae lots of grateful dead stereotypically speaking but radiohead uh, acdc metallica right you know uh, god any if it's great music why not listen to it there's no reason not to you know wailing jennings fuck dude saving like some elvis man
2: Hey man, you know <laughs> what? I, I I got the Elvis Dred channel.
1: Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, dude! Awesome
2: I got the Elvis Dred channel Zeppelin. on my XM stations.
1: <laughs> you kind of look like you're an Elvis person. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I like Elvis. Yeah, you know Elvis is great. Totally, man. Um, it's it's uh lots of bluegrass lately, though. It's yeah, bluegrass festivals.
2: Okay. Did you go yeah. up to Telluride Bluegrass? No, Fest? no, Rapid Grass. Okay.
1: Rapid Grass. Um, Green Sky Bluegrass. Right. So much good music here. Sure. Right.
2: Yeah, no, there's always good uh, bluegrass playing out here in Colorado.
1: Which one are you? Are you a grower, a dealer, or a smoker? Oh, man. calm down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Definitely grower and smoker, man. You know, I, uh, oh, man. For the last, for the past, uh, since I started growing weed... I've I've puffed daily, except so for you know jobs, you know things have come up, you know and whatnot. But I've smoked daily for ever since I started growing, you know before that even. But uh, and ninety nine point nine percent of everything I've smoked
1: is what I've grown myself. Awesome, that's an awesome stat.
2: So <laughs> I don't so. To, I, I, can't, you can't I can't
1: identify with one or the I other. I can't
2: but, identify with one or the other. Yeah. I, 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 You know, I'm both. Awesome. But I think uh, all, I would quit growing before I quit smoking. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> totally.
1: Yeah, I got that, man. Totally. I got that. I'm, I'm definitely a smoker. Yep. Definitely a smoker. Hey, let's pause it right there for a second. Real Dirk, Chip Baker, Jeff smoking it up yeah man having a good time here awesome podcast today Jeff natural remedies yes. the smoker grower man it, 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 you you love cannabis we I love cannabis we're we're enthusiasts of the plant all things about it what what advice could you give some like young budding person interested in it? In involving himself in the new cannabis industry,
2: like somebody wanting to just get involved in working Some, in the industry,
1: yeah. owning, working, you know.
2: Well, first of all, find out where your passion is. Is your passion in retail? Is your passion in sales? Is your passion in uh, in growing? Um, is your passion in processing? You know, everybody's different and, you know, it's like, it's like not everybody who wants to work for, uh, you know, let's say say Coors, for example, not everybody wants to be the brewer, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many different Absolutely. jobs and, you know, so many different areas and, and what's neat is you can you can take whatever your passion is and then you can use that passion in the weed industry, you know, a lot of times. You know, you know a lot of people want to be management, you know. Maybe you want to be a store manager, like a retail store manager. Or, you know, someone wants to be a really good bud tender because they got great strain knowledge and they like, you know, helping people out, and, you know, helping people select the right strain for their needs and right product for their needs. You know, just find out what your passion is and then do it. And if you're having trouble getting a job in the industry, if you got to start in a different department or a different area, yeah. I suggest doing it. Yeah, I suggest
1: take doing any, it. Take any, take any, take uh, any, any, uh, any lead possible. Yes, I'll start from the bottom. Yes. Hey, my general manager, one of my stores started for eight bucks an hour, there you, the there you go. There you go. Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Now he's general manager of two stores. Manufacturing operation, you know, he's he's doing good.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I, I couldn't be blessed more. What's a, what's the future hold here, man?
2: That's what I was saying back there. Like I'm, you know, I, I said I where I said I was curious to see like where concentrates will be in 15 years, or where mm-hmm. you know cannabis consumption methods will be at in 15 years. I'm also just. I'm also very curious as to where the industry will be in 15 years. You know, it's mm-hmm. 15 years ago. Would I guess, like in 2016, to be where it is right now? Huh? I would. I, I don't think I would have ever thought that. You know, maybe you know, 20 more years from now. You know, but I didn't think it'd be this soon. Um,
1: do you, Do you see it peaking out here anytime soon?
2: I see more and more states legalizing, of course, you know, the mm-hmm. ones that have been really hesitant to legalize, they're going to do it, you know, just probably based on money alone, you know, where I, I feel like, you know, the first so many states to legalize um, did it for the cause. You know, people were out here um, that were passionate about legalizing because, frankly, it's just the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. um, So we get like, you know, places like Colorado. Colorado. um, We legalize it because it's the right thing to do. But then you're going to get a lot of these other states. And uh, I'm going to use Kansas for an example.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Money, tax
0: dollars.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: money totally,
2: is going to be what will oh, cause legalization in Kansas. Yeah,
1: there's definitely revenue right for the states in cannabis for sure. Denver, so, Colorado, we've all proved we've proven that there.
2: A lot of states that were hesitant yeah. to legalize, once they start seeing the money, you know, you know, so many people, you know, so maybe really conservative people that are against and uh, maybe marijuana use. You can maybe uh, sell them on tax revenue. Taxing it, regulating it, taxing it, Um, and, you know, maybe they'll be for legalization then. So uh, I see every state legalizing. Um, I I think this is just the beginning, you know. It
1: is just the beginning. It's
2: just the beginning, you know. This is going to be the big big marijuana revolution, you know.
1: totally, man. People are just going to be so ivory. (laughs) and... I re I, now I don't know if it's real statistics so I hate to even say it but I saw like some some bullshit statistics like murder down 66 percent in Colorado mm. since marijuana was legalized and it's like wow that's totally believable though isn't it you
2: know, <laughs> what I hear a lot about is uh you know a lot less um prescription you know painkiller prescription rate is down um
1: which to me is great, you
2: know. A lot yeah, of people that,
1: are just so such a such a problematic creature. Yeah,
2: you know, and so many people that don't have access to medical grade cannabis, you know, that's their only other choice for pain relief. And now a lot of these people are now able to uh, go a more organic route and uh, use something all natural,
1: such as cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, statistics are hard to. Man, everybody can manipulate that sure. stuff and oh yeah you know, it's, it's it's hard it's a hard one but my gut feeling and I have been wrong my gut feeling says that when people given quality weed access to quality weed they'll choose that over other drugs and it's just bang for the buck right and people need to get high want to get high in some manner just human psychology sure hmm I think we're all gravitated towards weed, right? Man, I'll tell you this, dude, you know, what's definitely different. What's that? Remember downtown Denver, 2009, 10, man, fucking crackheads everywhere. Prostitution. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people would be down there on the end of Colfax, right? Where that whole like intersection is, you know, the government building area. Yeah. Right. And it's gone now. Really? Yeah. When you go down there now, it's gone. Right? And, and, I don't know. Was that cause everybody like smoked some weed and I <laughs> was like, fuck dude, you know? I think this crack living on the street thing's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's enlightenment, dude. You know yeah. it's the tree of enlightenment.
2: Yeah. I think uh it's my fantasy. No, I've seen a lot of positive things happen out here, you know,
1: since legalization absolutely man absolutely
2: a lot of jobs so many jobs created so many jobs and it's not just how jobs. many
1: people you guys employ you know
2: uh gosh 50 to 60 maybe
1: yeah right man
2: maybe around 50 i yeah um and it's not just jobs working in the marijuana industry think of all the other jobs it creates mm-hmm. uh anywhere from you know electricians all the extra work for electricians, all the extra work for, uh, heating and air conditioning companies, uh, work for attorneys, you know, doing consulting for these businesses, um, places such as, uh, hydroponic stores, yeah, right,
1: right. Cool you cool know, Colorado. it's. Cool to <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, just Sales so many emotion. but for yeah totally yeah, right, you know yeah right. no, absolutely and it is so a great much, store
1: man, too man, but, uh, electricians plumbers all kind of people now man have been employed like it used to be easy to get a, a contractor now it's difficult to get a contractor sure. huge boom here hard to get commercial real estate there's not you know find not, a find an empty warehouse find an empty warehouse yeah right no doubt no Every
2: warehouse in town is being rented out.
1: Every warehouse. Absolutely. Right. So, yeah. Man, it's been been an awesome, awesome conversation with you today. Yeah, likewise. You know, likewise. Uh, you know I, I feel like there's so much more we can discuss. We need to, like, uh, get some of our other uh, super connoisseur weed friends over here and have yeah. a, 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 a smoke off, so to speak. to hey. the fat sounds good to me right. we'll get our other friend from kansas and our other friend from washington
2: yeah <laughs> that sounds like trouble
1: it does sound like trouble i think we might have to do a little some with the ventilation here in the studio <laughs> <laughs> we smoke it out today hey you know what that's fine hey man let's go roll some more up sounds good all right real dirt chip baker jeff from natural remedies This has been The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. I'd like to thank all of our guests for participating in this fun project. Thank you for sharing your stories and bringing your weed. A huge thanks goes out to CannaCraft. They are leading the way in medicinal cannabis throughout California. God damn, we're just at the end of another episode of The Real Dirt, and I'd like to give a shout-out to all the people that put a helping hand into making this thing possible. That would be Willow, Lisa, David, Chris. Thanks, guys. You really made it happen.
3: The Opinions Expressed on this canvas Of the guests and hosts, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.